welcome to Beyond the Hour of Code. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Patterson, makerspace teacher and author of Programming in the Primary Grades Beyond the Hour of Code. Newsflash! Not everyone is super excited about coding, especially teachers. Personally, my love is learning. Self-directed, creative, expressive learning. Code and things you can code are just one of the many tools I use in my space. I've not yet written the beyond material for sewing and puppets. It's coming. So what I want to chat about today, the conversation I want to start is about what code is doing in our classes and how we as teachers can respond to the public pressure to code in a way that serves our highest pedagogical goals. I talk about those a bunch, my highest pedagogical goals. These are big picture goals like teach kids to read and help kids develop the social skills to treat each other with kindness. The simple fact is that unless you're teaching a computer science class, you won't be teaching your kids to code so that they can learn about coding. Also, you will have to teach some of your kids to code. My school is an award winner in tech integration and my students complain that I don't teach them enough code before asking them to do things with it. This is true. I give direct instruction and practice short shrift and I rush to building something that does something for someone. I interrupt them as they work to show them specific things and as they learn things I don't know, I have them teach the class. This isn't comfortable for most of us. Have you seen the drawing with the circle labeled comfort zone and the X far outside the circle that says you're here? This is the land of coding in elementary school. While some of the kids and some of the teachers enjoy the challenge of logic puzzles and rewards built into them, for many of the teachers and students, the coding games and tutorials we find have little relationship to the world beyond the screen. They feel disconnected and generic and cutesy, like a worksheet. What I strive for instead is a learning experience that takes this, a simple concept and uses the code platform to play with the concept and connect with other learning we've been doing. Sometimes this might be a Scratch Junior Code the Aquarium challenge to have kids learn loops and apply what they've been learning about fish. Other times we might use the Hummingbird Robotics Kit to recreate a scene from the Berenstein Bears classic, The Spooky Old Tree. Instead of relying on a leveled app or challenge to engage kids, I build my own frame. I create a lousy program always make the bare minimum or don't show them your fancy work. I find that when they can say I could do better than that, it's a very productive mindset as opposed to when they look at my work and say I could never do anything that cool. These are both self-fulfilling prophecies. I show the kids the lousy sample and leave the code where they can get to it, copy it, modify it, remix it, etc. I do this because I want the kids in my class to spend time in my class to do things that are specific to my class. I don't want kids sitting in an app they could do anywhere clicking through screens. That's just giving my time away to an app builder in hopes that their app meets my highest pedagogical goals. Often the only goal this meets is the external demand for coding. When our schools and communities call for coding for all or coding in every classroom, our job as teachers is to make sure that coding, like every other tool that enters our classroom, serves the highest goals we have for our students during the time we share. I find that focusing on the job the coding is doing, to show, to explain, to model, storytelling, to control something, more than the code itself, 
keeps my kids focused on the higher goals. This allows them access to success, even if there's something not yet working with the programming. If you only define success by who makes it to level 25 for the app, you may be able to measure that from your dashboard at a glance, but you'll not support the depth of learning this time could be creating with a stronger focus on creative self-expression rather than efficient syntax assembly. The sharing and conversation at the end of the lesson can be more about the thing applied, learned, as well as the challenges we did not get the best of yet. When you code to extend a lesson, the kids all share the knowledge of the lesson and the coding experience asks them to apply that knowledge to actions and scenarios. This creates a rich opportunity to rehearse the content. For example, working with B-Bots, I had a first grade class code the robot to visit the inner planets in order, then visit the outer planets and Pluto in order. I created solar systems with simple planet cards and some blue tape. This gave the kids 20 minutes or so in groups talking about the orders of the planets. We were also learning about writing simple code sentences in input and output and counting. The structure of the lesson, groups, robots, on the floor, kept the focus on the content of which planet is next and how do we get there. For many teachers, programming has become yet another requirement they're expected to meet. Another box they need to tick off. And I'm encouraging everyone to take that invitation and create opportunities for your students to apply what they know in a programming environment, to use programming to shape their own messages, giving them an opportunity to spend more time with the content and develop an understanding of programming that is linked to their own ideas of what they want to say to the world. I'm Sam Patterson, and this is Beyond the Hour of Code a podcast I'm going to try to make more often, I swear. Anyway, share your ideas with making programming relevant to your subject area and how you're meeting the demand for programming in your classroom. Thanks for listening.